Don't scream. Uh, okay, at least he didn't scream. Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror conquered this movie. Yet another, yet another episode. Welcome um, back to the podcast. Uh, it's been a bit. It's been a bit, but you know what? I think life. It's, it's totally worth it. So life. life has gotten in the way, but not this time. Not it's been in the way again, I bet you. But anyways, yeah, we, we are united here with Julian and Jaden, not Thomas. Hello. Because Thomas hasn't fucking responded, and Alex doesn't want to do this stuff anymore, so I might kick him out of the Discord. And Alyssa I'll kick him out of the Discord, that's so, just me. Um, and then Thomas should have been in here. Though, and then so Isaac whatever. is like, Isaac's like, oh my god, you guys should like work over my schedules. We can see movie. And I'm all like, well, dude, we like took like days in advance. <laughs> and we planned it. And plus, you're the one that's okay. Anyways, we're getting off topic. We're here to talk about Ant-Man, Quant, Quantumania, Quantumania, Quant, Ant-Man, Ania. And then Shut at up. the end, we have an announcement. Yes, Julian does because he's the one that's better explaining better explaining things than I am. Because he's all right. Oh boy, is this an announcement that's gonna like affect me or no? Not really. Uh, no, not really. It, so it, I can. It, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Don't worry. Yeah, it's a good thing. Anyways, okay, good. We're not here for that right now. We're here for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, who's barely in the movie, uh, Quantumania. Okay, yeah, so I'm just going to start off with that right there. <laughs> I don't know why this was called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, because Hope barely did shit this entire goddamn movie. There's like, reason why, dude. There's reason why. Is it because she was, like, talking against, like, lockdown when COVID was happening and stuff, and then they were like, let's just lower her part in the movie? Because I could have sworn I heard that was a thing. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was. The actress was Which saying... is funny because... Which is funny because I'm pretty sure Latita Wright, or Letitia Wright, whatever her name was, didn't she, like, say she was against COVID vaccination and then she ended up becoming, like, the lead for Black Panther? I mean, I get it, different circumstances, but... Oh, look, Alyssa's here. Do you get what I'm saying? It's weird. Oh, hello. Yeah. She, like, she was... about how the Wasp was pointless in this movie because she didn't do shit. Cool costume, and her hair was cut because she cut her hair in real life and was bleached blonde. Yeah, it was. I don't know why she did that. If I'm being honest, it just didn't look good on her. It's just. Weird. I mean, like the short yeah. hair, like she looks good with the short hair. Just like the, the short hair was it, good it, because it matched like the character. Exactly. You know well, what I mean? Because well, Wasp has had hair like that. Yeah, Janet basically. Like Janet had. But, hair yeah, like but that. I feel like they're trying to turn Hope more into like Janet because in the comics, Hope is a villain. I think. Yes. Uh, but. Like, I feel like they're just trying to, like, give her, like, a new, like, remodel makeover for, like, the movies and all. But yeah, because at is. the beginning, they're like, Hope is doing so much for the community. Uh, she's, like, making affordable housing and, like, like cheaper electricity and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like, she's a good person. But, like, like you said, she, like, she's a villain in the comics, so it's pretty good. Uh, what is it? It's night and day comparing the two versions. I think they're trying yeah. to go in a different direction uh, with her. Variants, 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 variants. I yeah. honestly think variance. it's kind of just... I honestly do think it, it was just weird, though, that they had her in this movie. I honestly feel like the movie... Her and Hank were very pointless in this movie. Hank at least had a point at the end. Dude. We're going to be talking about spoilers, by the way, so yeah. Yeah. Dude, get ready. No, um, literally, Hank kept... Jesus, this is what his most uh, favorite line was. Ants. Ants. The ants. I like ants. It's that's literally what he says throughout the entire movie. Ants. I mean, I feel like they dumbed him, but it wasn't the worst dumbing I've seen. Like it wasn't like Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story Four, where he was just straight up like stupid the whole movie. 
Because he did have a point at the end of it all, and like he actually served a purpose. Whereas Hope, I don't think she did anything that like only she could have done. So I feel like really Hope and Hank were just kind of afterthoughts of this movie, and I don't know why they were in the movie. I feel like the movie should have just been called Ant-Man Quantumania, because let's face it, Scott is the star. He is like the focus of the movie. Yeah, actually. So I don't know why. Compared to Ant-Man 2. Like, yeah, they I've, dumped I, him down thing, in that movie. If that was remember. one thing I did like about this movie. I feel like they actually did Ant-Man better because in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he was basically pointless. Like he didn't do anything of worth <laughs> value at all. Whereas like the third one and this one, he actually was the main character and they actually gave him an arc. He was actually smart too. He wasn't like as smart as he was in the first Ant-Man movie. But I feel like they at least like didn't make him stupid like they did in the second one. So that was a plus. They didn't make Ant-Man just straight up dumb the entire time. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, and um, the introduction to older Cassie Lang, who they recasted for some reason. Honestly, I think they just did it because they wanted like a popular or at least somewhat popular up and coming actress coming up for this whole thing. Yeah, but like the, um, young, the young one wasn't a popular actress and she did a good job. Like I that kind of irked me. It, 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 also, the way they recast Marvel, her too. Becoming a pop. The way they yeah, recast it, her, like they just said, like, "Oh yeah, we recasted her," and the girl who played her in Endgame was like, "What?" Yeah, she like, found that's... out on Twitter. She found out on fucking. Yeah. I'm like, that's probably oh, really. Yeah, that's it, probably a really crappy feeling, if I'm being honest. It's shit like that that makes me go like, dude. I'm worried Marvel is just going to start... Well, let's face it, they are. I'm worried Marvel is going to just start doing things because it's popular and because it's better for business as opposed to, like, the characters. Which, we're going to talk about that right now because I feel like MODOK is an important part to talk about in this whole damn thing. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. So, the Ant Fam was okay. I feel like Hope wasn't that important at all. Neither was Hank. Janet at least had a story, but I feel like her dialogue was very tropey. Oh my god. Because it was just... Because it was just like, what about him? Or what about that? And I'm like, no one talks like this. Like, why are you talking like you're in a movie? I get you're in a movie, but it just takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ju Oh my god, me and Julian were just like, dude, she's just saying the same thing over and over again, and she's saying, like, everything with, like, no energy. She's just saying it. She's just saying the line. She's not yeah. acting. She was playing the pronoun game, too, which makes it even more annoying. Like, she's not actually explaining the situation, and her whole thing was like, oh, well, I, I, I wanted to avoid all this. I wanted to put it behind me. And I'm like, okay, well, guess what? You're in the fucking quantum realm now. So it's kind of, you're going to have to confront it, lady. You know what I'm and, saying? Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, oh, don't give him the car. But he, oh, he has my kid. Uh, don't give him the car. We'll go save your kid. Like, bruh, are you stupid? Yes. You are. I feel like Janet, they gave her more of a story, which wasn't bad. But yeah. I feel like they just didn't write her properly just because she felt like a movie character. Like, she had no identity. This is just stuff you hear in every fucking movie ever. Like, they use the pronouns. They don't actually explain anything until the story needs it to be explained, which was fucking stupid, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, there's that. I feel like Cassie and Scott were the good parts of the movie, like, in terms of the Ant fam. Cassie, I got a little annoyed with how self-righteous she was and how it was like, we have to save these people. And Scott brought up a good point, which was, you do realize, like, when we get out, your mom could be, like, 80 years old with how time doesn't work the same way down here. Yeah. Which makes me wonder how much time did pass in this movie. Because 
probably few like seconds to be honest. Jan which is stupid because Janet was like down there for okay. I'm about to like go off on a bit of a little rant here. Okay, I'm sick and tired of the quantum realm having so many plot holes and how time works because they say that time goes by differently in the quantum realm. Ant-Man himself said in Endgame, he was in there for like five hours, but we saw it was like five years for them, okay? So this implies that time moves by a lot faster in the quantum realm. A couple hours is a couple years. But Janet says she fucked Bill Murray because she was down there for 30 years. Probably King. Hold up. Did it feel like 30 years for her? Because... Um Ant-Man said um, a couple hours is a couple of years. So if we're going to go by five hours equals five years, she could have been down there every, for a day. What she can't well, here's handle the thing also. Go ahead, Julian. Um, I think it just depends because there's multiple, like, in the quantum realm, there's worlds within worlds. So she probably, like, you know, who's this, like, she probably got stuck in one where it, like, moved differently compared to the rest. Like, it moved, like, one year, like, in human world. Because there's multiple yeah. universes in the quantum realm, so... I think it just depends, like, how small you go depends on how much time you're, like, spending, you know. And also, every time... Hamlet movies have always been confusing with their science, but I guess that makes of sense, course, yeah, you know? But, well, every time yeah. they, like, left the quantum realm, they had... I'm up the... and I got my McDonald's, by the way. Uh, Karina, but anyways. <laughs> uh, every time, like, they go to the quantum realm, it's always, like, them from Earth going to the quantum realm. So, like, they open the portal via, like, from Earth and not from the quantum realm. As in, in the movie, they literally opened the wormhole from the quantum realm to, to the world, so they could have like went back like literally the second they like left. So and the that's whole like, point, time, I guess. Yeah, that's how I see it because like every time I went to the quantum realm, they came from Earth. They didn't come from the quantum realm to leave. Haha, <laughs> nice try, Kang. But speaking of <laughs> Kang, the Conqueror, best part of the movie. Can I bring up one more plot hole though before we talk about Kang? Okay, fine. Okay, here's the thing. So, I just have this quick question. Is Ant-Man before... when Ant Okay, when Ant-Man was in Endgame doing the time heist and shit, was he aware that they were doing multiverse-type stuff? Because, here's the thing. Nope. Hank acts at one point in the movie like he's surprised that there's a multiverse. But later he reveals he read Scott's book. And Scott's book is about them doing time heist, which means that it implies that there is an understanding of the multiverse because they understood that if you do something like go back in time and kill Thanos, then that means you're just creating another universe where Thanos didn't exist. You're not actually fixing the present. That's literally what So if Hank says. doesn't... Yeah, so because of that, if Hank read Scott's book, why does he not know that there's a multiverse until he's told in the movie? That doesn't make sense, because I feel like Scott's book would have touched on the fact that there is a multiverse now. Does that make sense? Like, do you see where I'm coming from? Well, I think they, it, they're really talking about multiple timelines rather than universes. There's a difference. Multiple timelines is basically, like, same Earth, like, different events, whereas in, like, it's weird. I know. It, it, they're different, but the same at the same time. So I'm pretty sure he actually just explained different timelines and not different universes. I don't think he even said anything about different universes in Endgame. He just talked about different timelines. So... Yeah, they just said no they just said the realities. Yeah, realities or whatever. I fucking don't know, dude. But I think they're just trying to go for a multiverse now, because this is the multiverse saga. Yeah. So they're just everything is multiverse. Well, but I mean, they did touch on it. They did touch on it in the original Doctor Strange, like in the first one, if you remember. Yeah. She's like, oh, there's multiverses and blah blah blah, and then they didn't really start getting into it until like, uh, Spider Man. 
or Loki. Loki, I think, Loki. was the main one. Yeah, Loki, Loki got into it more, yeah. and Spider-Man was the movie like that got us more introduced to it. And then Doctor Strange, multiverse, and then, yeah. <laughs> so I think they're just going to go for multiverse things now. And they did, you know, I want to talk about what they talked about in the movie. They mentioned incursions, and... Me and Brandon got excited because we're like, oh, shit, Secret Wars. Yeah, because incursions were a yep. really bad thing in the comics. It was like a moral fucking situation with our heroes. It was really sad. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But the guy who's causing all these incursions is... King, the Conqueror. King. <laughs> yeah, so now we get to talk about the actual, like, legitimately good part of this movie that is agreed to be the good part. Kang. <laughs> the Conqueror. I would say he's the only good part. He's one of like he's probably like the best part, but yeah, he he's part. he's not like the only good. That's what I think at least. He's the best like, part, but not the only good part. Yeah. Uh, great, I feel like great casting. Uh, they couldn't pick anyone. It I was good casting. Of, I couldn't think of anyone else being king to be honest. To, to be honest, actually, it was also good writing as well. Um, because mm-hmm. he wasn't quippy. He wasn't like comedy, which like I hate to say this. I feel like that's becoming a detriment to Marvel movies at this point. Like, if your character is making jokes, it's hurting the character at this point. Because it's just yeah. kind of, like, standard that characters make jokes, and it's so fucking boring at this point. Scott, Everyone's kind of lacking an identity. Scott barely... He didn't make that many jokes in this fucking movie. He was actually serious a lot of times. His uh, jokes were a bit more meta, I will say. I feel like he brought his more Paul Rudd humor to it. Because Marvel humor is definitely different than, like, Paul Rudd humor, in my opinion. Like, that whole last segment where he's talking, like, did I just kill everybody? That's very Paul Rudd humor, as opposed to, like, MCU humor. You know what I mean? Yeah, we were. So. We actually talked about this last night, too, Jaden. How he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, wait, did I win? And he's like, nah, it's nothing. He's like, but was it really? Like, and, like, when they say the music starts to swell, you know, it gets distorted, mm-hmm. it's fading out, yeah. and it's just, like, <laughs> the camera zooms in and Paul Rudd's, like, freaking out. And as a viewer, that kind of, like, got to me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this isn't obviously the last we've seen of Kang. And, like, it does make you, like, get anxious for the next few movies, at least. I was actually right? totally th- expecting Kang to, like, show up at that moment. I was yeah, like, oh, uh, like, yeah, like, some <laughs> random guy just, like, looks like Kang. And I was expecting that, too. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, wait. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doctor. I mean... So yeah, the comedy in this movie, I feel like it was kind of just standard MCU comedy. I feel like it wasn't as bad as Love and Thunder, where it was just joke after joke after joke, and it just got to be annoying, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, but, yeah, yeah, this one didn't have as many jokes as I thought it would, because it was all Ant-Man, and it's funny, but then like the action went serious, even had a serious fucking villain. So, yeah, like, the villain was, yeah, that was like the thing. I felt like that is what made Kang a lot better in this movie than like just about every other character was like, they actually took time to write him. He felt like his own character, his own being. He was unique because he stood out. You know what I mean? He so, also, yeah, he was also like threatening too. Like he was like, oh, Ant-Man, you don't want to do what I do? He's like, all right, I'm going to kill your daughter. He actually starts hurting her. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, you know, yeah. this dude's fucking serious. Like that's the thing. Like, there were stakes at that point, and I feel like Kang, I feel like that's what a lot of MCU movies like. You don't feel a threat anymore, but you felt it with Kang because you're just like, yeah, Kang would totally kill a kid because why the fuck not? You know what I mean? I mean, he's killed like timelines of people, so like, I'm, you know. <laughs> what's one more kid? Yeah, what's one more kid? Like, 
dude was really like, yeah, I don't really care. And he still betrayed fucking Scott in the end anyways. He's like, yeah, thanks. And he just, like, legit tried to fucking kill them. It was, it was good. King is good. Which, by the way, let's talk about that real quick. Okay, here's the thing. I love, I love Ant-Man. Ant-Man is my favorite MCU character. Okay, it's kind of a thing. But here's the thing. I feel like the movie probably would have benefited if Ant-Man died. Like, I don't want Ant-Man to die. And I'm still at the same time okay that he didn't die because this was his first ever, like, movie where I feel like maybe maybe he shouldn't die. I felt like he shouldn't maybe die because I didn't want this to be his last movie because I kind of want him to go out on, like, a huge note. You know what I mean? But the thing is that I feel like if he would have died in this movie, I feel like... That probably would have added some fucking weight to the MCU. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if Ant-Man did die in this movie, then it probably would have made us feel like nobody is safe with Kang. Like, Kang is now going to start fucking bitches up because he just straight up killed the titular character at the end of, like, the movie. And he's coming back. You know what I'm saying? I actually thought he was so, going to die, too. I thought he. I was. I was sitting here thinking he might die, but I was also like, "Yeah, but is Marvel gonna take that fucking shot? Are they gonna actually take yeah. that risk?" And they didn't. Because he was getting his ass beat by Kang, and I was like, "Bro, Dude, I was like, this, this is not looking good for Kang him." Those punches look fucking hard too, man. Kang literally did a Cobra Kai reference. He went like ice, and then he hit the shit out of. Him, yeah, he uh, said ice, and he fucking hit the shit. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think he should have ice because um. You should have been. I, I was thinking what? he should have been trapped there, actually. Yeah, that's what yeah, Alyssa that was, was saying. The thing that I fucking hated was like the fact that the movie like just straight up portal opens up like just like that, I guess. And I was like, okay. Yeah, like, but the thing is, technically, he's been trapped down there two other fucking times. So like. Yeah. But that's it what um that like repeating essentially, you know. That's what Alyssa said that she wanted the ending of him Scott and Hope getting trapped in the quantum realm. And honestly, I thought that's what it was going to go to. And I was like, oh. I was like, all right, this might be interesting. Like, they're just going to lay down there. And then the portal opened. that was the original ending. Because um, the dude who leaked that Toby and Andrew were in No Way Home, apparently he confirmed that the original ending was going to be that they were going to be trapped down there. And that was, like, the cost. Like, Scott sacrificed himself for his daughter to escape. But now he's stuck down there. But Hope goes in with him. And that was going to be the ending, but apparently Marvel Studios thought that was too dark of an ending, so they wanted it to be happier. And here we are. Yeah, and, that, and then <laughs> so. Alyssa said she saw all the, the Ten Rings to be like a reference to like to Ant Man by saying the signal down there. Because I keep thinking, are the rings like a form of Kang variant technology? Because I don't know, it looks similar. In my opinion. I think I honestly think yeah. they're more extraterrestrial because I'm pretty sure Maklu Four with Fin Fang Foom is going to be the next big thing for Shang Chi. So I feel like. The Ten Rings, honestly, probably are not really connected to, to Kang. It'd be kind of cool, though, just to see Kang with the Ten Rings, though, as a variant. It'd be pretty bad. If anything's connected to the Ten Rings, it's Miss Marvel's uh, bangle. Um, if yeah. anybody watched <laughs> the show, yeah. I don't know about that, but whatever. I mean, it, did you watch the show? Remember, like, in the temple, there's the Ten Rings on the floor? Yeah, Ten Rings. Of this of the same temple that they got the bangle from. So there, like, is a connection with those two. I don't fucking know. All I know is uh, <laughs> Kang is probably um, not dead, in my opinion. I told you this hope... earlier. Because... I hope that, like, the Kang we're getting in the movie is going to be the same Kang from Quantumania. Like, I'm hoping it's not just another variant. 
Because to me, that'd be super lame. You know what I mean? Um, I had, like, here's my theory on it, because, um, I told Benzi this, too, last night, because I was thinking about it. Because, what was it? He got sucked into the fucking multiverse engine or whatever while it was collapsing in on itself. What if he, like, merged yeah. and became the king of Beyonder variant? And he's the main king in Secret Wars that creates Battle World. And while the King Dynasty focuses on, um, in the post-credits scene, they, they said there's, like, a million other fucking kings. There's the Immortus King, which is the blue one. The blue one with the little goatee. Ramato. There's, like, the Pharaoh King. Yeah, Ramato. And then the Scarlet Centurion was the other one, but he didn't even look Scarlet. But those are the three main kings. They're probably gonna be the three main kings in the King Dynasty. And then, like, Avengers yeah. are gonna just fight fucking, instead of, like, a mindless army of people, they're gonna fucking fight a bunch of kings. Jesus Kings Christ. from it's gonna be like that Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like it'll probably focus on those three, and then like King Beyonder shows up. Like, yeah, I didn't actually die thanks to Scott Lang, and then like he kills all the other kings, and then he becomes the main king. I don't know. That's just my theory. I really don't fucking care if there's but... a lot of shit that's probably going to go but... down. But I'm I'm hoping that this Kang isn't like lost because I feel like it'd be kind of cheap if we if they just Kenny from South Parked him, and that just Kang dies every movie he's in, and it's just like, bro. Like they did call him the outcast, I think. So like, yeah, they were the yeah. ones that exiled them. I thought, mm-hmm. like at first, I thought it was Hugh Remains that that exiled them to the quantum realm. That's why I told Aiden, like, oh, probably Hugh Remains, and he's like, they did it. I'm like, oh, they. So either he who Remains goes by they them pronouns, or there are other kings. Um, yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's what I was um I was thinking about too because he said they uh, banished me, so I was like maybe he who remains or something. But... I, I feel like we still need to wait a little bit before we learn the connection between, like, He Who Remains Kang and, like, the rest of this type of stuff. Because, like, I was kind of under the impression that that Kang was, like, the ultimate Kang. You know what I'm saying? And then he dies. But apparently there's, like, a whole council of them. So I guess that means, like, he probably was just a Kang. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, know. I mean, it's... like, Loki, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're gonna get more explanation with that with Loki season two, especially with that tease that we saw at the end of oh, yeah. uh, this, at this post credit scene. So I feel like we're gonna get more Kang with Loki, thank God. But yeah, I'm hoping this Kang isn't gone forever because I feel like we have a good storyline set for this Kang. Like this Kang was about to escape, he was about to be happy, and then fucking Scott like fucked him out of his victory. So now he's coming back and he's like, all right, motherfucker, I killed you a thousand times. I'll do it again. And with yeah. your friends. Yeah, dude. Like, he was desperate towards it. He was just fucking like, yeah, I need to go now. Like, he was legit running and, like, fucking jumping into the fucking portal. It was funny. Oh, yeah. Man. So I feel like hopefully we'll get this Kang to return. Because, you know, again, I just don't want there to be, like, it's a new Kang every time. And it just be like, okay, at this point, this, I'm not even, like, looking at a character. I'm just looking at a plot element. Because if you have so many different Kangs, it just gets to be boring after a point. Because I don't have that history with the characters, you know? Yeah, I know. So. Um, but I'm pretty sure they, the reason why the Kang was, like, probably so serious in this movie is because they literally gave all this, like, the jokey, fucking, like, goofy character to freaking MODOK. AKA yeah. Darren Cross. I'm Darren Cross. Oh my god, cringe. If you're if you're a system of a down fan, I call him Darren Modokian. Um so oh. this motherfucker Modok looks I... like the dude from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh Mr. man. Electric. <laughs> Mr. Electric. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. On one hand with Modok, 
I feel like his design was going to be weird no matter what you did with it because it's a giant head on a robot. So it's got to be weird. Yeah, that's what I was the uh, same time... talking to Thomas about. Like, in the comics, Modoc looks really weird. And, like, there really, really wasn't another way they could do it without making it weird. So, like, they just said, screw it, he's getting a big head. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, though, I kind of look at that and I go, yeah, but... He doesn't look weird in the way that it looks good. He just looks weird as in there was a problem with production. Does that make sense? Like they actually made a head too. Like I saw the I saw the photo. Like they made like an actual like big ass fucking head. It was weird. I feel like this yeah. was a weird thing to have Cross be fucking Modoc. I'm hoping that maybe like I'm hoping Modoc will eventually like return as real Modoc. Like I hope we get the actual fucking Modoc because Modoc in the comics is not Darren. Um, so I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping that we get a, another Modoc. You could probably argue that the chair and like the tech suit he was in is Modoc, whereas he's Darren. You know what I mean? But right. I don't know. Modoc was weird in this movie. I feel like he was he was quippy. He was super like. You don't see what we had with Yellow Jacket in this character at all. Like it, it, to me, it just seems like it's such a different character. Yeah, like, and you could argue he changed because of like Kang and what happened, but I still feel like that's just too much. You know what I mean? You saw his butt. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You get to see <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Brandon. We're also talking about in the theater when they like Modok takes his helmet off for the first time. Everybody in the theater was like, oh. Uh, and it was the funniest thing ever. So it was just yeah. like, this looks like crap. But it, it was fu- it was fucking hilarious, I won't lie. This is an interesting, like, little tidbit, though. I do kind of find it interesting. Is it sure? Okay, I don't remember this. I do remember, but I don't know if I remember it correctly. In the Loki TV show, wasn't there a giant, like, yellow jacket helmet that, like, yep. they, they walked past? Yep. So yeah. I kind of find that interesting, that there was a yellow jacket helmet... And we saw how Yellow Jacket was pretty much Kang's, like, lackey. So, and maybe I'm reading too deep into it, but maybe that's, like, a type of connection. Like, maybe they were aware of, like, the outsider Kang and that he's got this floating fucking head. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm reading I, too deep into it. I, I, I don't fucking know. All I know is the one shot they used of Darren Cross, like, unmasking himself was never in the first Ant-Man movie. I just saw yeah. the movie this week, too. Like, I saw both movies this week. It was never in. I don't know why they keep using that fucking shot. It's so stupid. It was It was just strange. I feel like everything they did with Darren in this movie was odd. And I just hope that maybe Modoc gets better in the future. Oh, I don't want to say that this is... Fucking stupid. I don't want to say this is necessarily, like, a fucking Mandarin or, like, Taskmaster-level bad, like, depiction. But at the same time... I don't want to say that because I'm afraid I'm opening the door for, like, those type of, like, things to keep happening. And I feel like if you open that door, that's how you get stuff like Baraka Pool from X-Men Origins. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I shouldn't be comparing characters from the MCU to that because there was a time when the MCU was like, this is a genuine, real attempt to try to, like, translate these characters to movies. Like, this is an accurate depiction we're going for. Now I'm starting to feel like they're starting to veer a little too much, and it's gonna lead to stuff like Baraka Pool happening. And I don't want this. I don't want to see the day that that happens in the MCU. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I feel like overall, really, I'd say 
not much to say about this movie other than the post credit scenes. Those are really the big talking points of the post of this movie is just the post credit scenes. Honestly, like, no, go ahead, finish. Because <laughs> like overall, Kang was good. Everyone else was either bad or meh. Writing in this movie was pretty down. I'm not gonna lie. Like they were, it wasn't that good. Um, no, Louise. And I felt. And uh, yeah, there was no the... Louise too. Honestly, so, I would have preferred him to be in there with them. Like, he gets sucked into the quantum room, too, and just have Luis be there. I, I mean, feel I like, though, understand. I would have been annoyed after a while. Like, no hate to him, but he would have been like, yo, this, like, is crazy, it's big, but it's small. You know what I'm saying? He would have said, he would have done some shit like that, I swear. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Also, I want to say no, yeah. that the scores for this movie are just freaking ridiculous. Like, you barely hear the Ant Man thing, dude. I know. Yeah, like that's such a, it was good a pretty basic thing. like. No, I'm not talking about. Basic. I'm not talking about the music. I'm talking about like the critical scores. Oh, I thought you were talking oh, about the, the music scores. score. Uh, oh, okay. The music was alright. I mean, it just kind of sounded like the Thor Ragnarok soundtrack a bit. Like you sometimes. I, I, I does King even have a theme? I didn't even notice like King's theme because I. Usually, I feel like, like it's just basic does, standard but... MCU music. Like nothing popped out at me. Like I didn't hear a certain theme where I was like, "Ooh, that's badass!" Like the Avengers theme and like Endgame. This kind of just felt like, okay, they needed music. Here's the music. Yeah, um, like, who fucking did the song music shit for But, like, this? the... Okay, but like you said, though, the scores on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie... I'm I mean, ridiculously low. I like, can... I'm not saying they're right, but I can kind of understand where people are coming from, but I guess what makes me more confused or upset about it is that I have seen much worse MCU movies than this, and I don't know how they're fresh. You know what I mean? And this is apparently rotten. Because, like, I enjoyed this a lot more than fucking Black Widow, to say the least. And Black Widow was apparently fresh. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I actually enjoyed, like, the experience of us being in the movie theater yesterday, just, like, watching the movie. I'm like, this is, like, really nice. And, uh, oh, funny thing, remember, Julian, when they played the Pokemon trailer twice back-to-back? Yeah, that was weird. That was fucking hilarious. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that happened to you, Julian, but that happened to us. It was kind of funny. I showed up like literally five minutes before the movie started because I mean, if you look at the uh, the Rotten Tomato score, the critics, it's at forty seven, which is like, as you know, the one thing I don't like about Rotten Tomatoes, um, it's just a lot of people just take their opinions from there. Like, uh, oh, they said it's bad. I'm not gonna go watch it. And like, just I'm shitty. not saying like Marvel movies are like high class cinema, but a lot of times, like, if a movie gets a bad review then that kind of kills the movie, and people just don't go watch the movie. I know. You know? It's, it's, it's a very... It's an influential, like, bit for people to look at, but I feel like if you look at the scores, you'll start to see Rotten Tomatoes falling apart. They literally have Ant-Man and the Wasp rated higher than Infinity War, which I'm sorry, but no. Like, that is not the case in the slightest. Yeah. So, no, that was a filler movie. stuff like that... Stuff like that makes me go, like, there's no way, like these people are, like, the be-all, end-all when it comes down to movie opinions. Like, don't fucking... I'm not saying Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. It's a good gauge for what you might enjoy, but it's not the holy grail of, like... I'm looking at the scores right now, and it's, like... um, It's saying, like, half of the the audiences are divided, like, the critics. So, like, there's more Rotten reviews than Fresh. But, like, for top critics, there's more Rotten reviews than Fresh, like, half of that, so... Like, the top critics, if they use their score, it would have been a 35. Right now, it's at 47, so it's like, yikes. I'll say this. Like, you look at the score. Okay, here's how I look at the scores, okay? 
if you have a low critic score but a high audience score, it's probably not a deep film, but it's a fun film that you can enjoy. If you mm -hmm. have a high critic score but a low audience score, it's probably more Oscar-y slash more artsy and more like of a cinema-type movie as opposed to like a fun movie. If you have low on both, it's complete fucking trash. If you have a high on both, then it's one of those like gems. You know what I mean? It's like Logan. Yeah. So, so because of that, I feel like really that's kind of how I look at Rotten Tomatoes and it helps me manage my expectations. Because mm -hmm. like, for example, Bullet Train has like a low fucking score on Rotten Tomatoes and I thought that movie was fucking amazing. That so there's great. that. That movie was fucking cool, dude. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of weird that this one is the one that gets rotten. Like, it's the second rotten movie. Eternals is rotten, but like, I don't know. I just feel like Eternals there's been so many... Trash. On. <laughs> there's been so many worse movies than Ant-Man, Quantumania. Like, that I yeah. just feel like it's strange that this one gets rotten. <laughs> Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it more than Thor, Love, and Thunder. I enjoyed it more than Black Widow. I enjoyed it more than Ant-Man, The Lost. Well, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so it's like... I don't know. It's strange. I feel like maybe we're at a point where fans and critics are starting to get a little upset with the MCU for turning in a mediocre like yeah. product. I feel like though and from this point on Kevin Feige's probably realizing like all right that they're focusing too much on quantity over quality and they're just delaying like a lot of movies and not just cuz they want to cuz they're just trying to work on them and make good movies instead of just pushing stuff out. Because if you look yeah. at Phase 4, Phase 4 is, like, jam-packed with movies and shows and blah, blah, whatever. It's, it's way had, too you know, much. They had never had their chance to shine, dude. Like, yeah. Like, I remember before Endgame, it was like you only had, like, three Marvel products a year. Maybe, like, a show or two, but it wasn't mandatory viewing. You look mm -hmm. at those three movies, and it was, it was hype. It was crazy that they were showing up. Like, I remember 2017... They had Guardians 2, Thor, Ragnarok, and Spider-Man. Those three movies were there, and that was it, and it was a pump. Like, you were ready for each movie. You know what I mean? We're getting Guardians, like, literally, I think, in three months. Man, and I'm man. really hoping that that's going to be good. But yeah. Yeah, point like... is, I feel like Julian does have a point. Yeah. They're going for quantity over quality, which I hope, now that Shepek is gone and Iger is in, that he's going to start fixing it because Chappek was more focused on that type of mindset, whereas Iger mm -hmm. was a lot more focused on getting quality. quality. He was a quality of man. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you even look at it, like <laughs> he left the company at like shortly after Endgame came out, and that's when Chappek took over. And would you look at the coincidence as to what's been going on lately? <laughs> so, yeah. Like he's even said that like stuff is just too expensive. Like to get in, he even said the Disney parks are way too expensive. Which, I mean, yes. <laughs> Everybody can agree. Yeah. Disneyland is expensive. Even if you're, like, super rich, then whatever. Who cares? It's still the expensive. The fact that they're fucking charging, like, over $1,000 per night on their Star Wars fucking resort. and they're 5000 Yeah, like, they're charging over $1,000, and I think they've made a huge price cut to it. Like, isn't it, like, $750 for two nights now? Like... Heck. I think it was something like I heard that like apparently like they straight up cut prices like crazy on that one because that shit was ridiculously expensive like to the point that I feel like even rich people wouldn't be, want wouldn't want to do it you know yep, what I mean like they, they cut off seven hundred dollars because no one's staying in it 
and yeah, it doesn't. It's stay. not. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth saying five thousand dollars. Five thousand yeah, dollars like is a lot of money. Night. Two yeah, nights, like five thousand dollars on one night, dude. This shit better be fucking life changing, and it won't be because it's just a fucking resort. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. it's just like I don't know. I it's feel like much. overall. I feel like overall, I'm hoping that the MCU is going to be starting to get better. I don't want to say this movie is going to be the death of the MCU or it's just another step no. in the bad direction, but I feel like it didn't help anything. It's just very so-so. It's, it's you know there. I mean? You know, it's there. Like, yeah. But, like, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at, like, the Phase 4 lineup, and it's just, like, three, like nine shows. 2021 had four movies, and, like, they were all, like, in the, the latter half of the year. I mean, because of COVID, but still. I, like, Eternals and No Way's Home. Sorry, go ahead. That's why I didn't really keep up with all the shows. Like, I, full disclosure, I still haven't watched Hawkeye. Because I I'm just so got so... It's pretty good. I got I so overwhelmed <laughs> with the amount of shows. Like, they had that, and I had to watch other stuff. Like, I wanted to watch, like, you know, the Star Wars shows coming out. And I had to watch other movies. I had other shows I keep up with. So the fact that they were just having a show... So fun. this was the thing I noticed. Whenever one show ended, they had another show popping up, and it's too fucking much to be trying to keep up with all this shit. We have lives, we have other things we want to do, and I hope that fucking Bob Iger takes us back to them understanding Marvel will make money. Just don't fucking push it so hard because then people are gonna get annoyed with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll right, um, be honest. Also, you mentioned the Star Wars shows. I haven't watched Andor yet. <laughs> Same. I haven't watched Andor Dude, yet, and I really want to, though. What happened was, like, the first episodes came out, and I watched those ones, and then I left to... I was gone for three weeks, and I didn't have time, and they just, like, they finished the show, and I was like, all right. I was like, well, I was like, I kind of missed the hype train for Andor, even though I heard it was really good. But mm -hmm. I missed that. I never watched it, which I'm kind of ashamed about, because I love uh, Diego Luna. That's, like, one of my favorite actors. You know, Andor yeah. is one of my favorite characters, and I... All accounts, I should have watched the show, but I haven't watched it yet. So, yeah. But <laughs> I watch all the Marvel shows, and um, for the most part, they're pretty good. Like, I think they're not really bad. It's just that, like, you know, some of them should have been movies. Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been a movie. Um, yeah, I can see that. Know, Hawkeye should have been a movie, I feel like. Uh, like overall, like, shows were really just, like, probably... What if? Because... And what if? Because they were like, they didn't really have like a well. Oh, what if did have an overarching story, but that's not until like the last two episodes. And like She Hulk was just like an episode a week. Mm -hmm. And then like Loki felt like a good show too. And oh yeah, Moon Knight. Well, Moon Knight could Miss, have been a movie. Miss Marvel was Moon also Miss Marvel was also a pretty good show in my opinion. I liked it. Yeah. I just think it's um. Go ahead. I'm gone. We're going to do, uh, gonna do our, 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 our ratings or what? What's up? Okay, before we say. do the ratings, I just want to say one thing. I will say this. If Guardians 3 is not, like, pre-endgame levels good, I get the feeling fans are going to start to lash back is what's going to happen. Because we've been pretty patient. We've been putting up with a lot of shit with, from Marvel for quite a bit now. Right. Spider-Man helped things out. But I feel like if you fuck up the Guardians, fans are going to start to get pissed. Because they're a very beloved, like, they're a very beloved set of characters. 
they're like one of the few pre-endgame things remaining, and now that they're on their way out, that hurts enough. I feel like if they don't get a good outing, that very well might be the beginning of the end for Marvel. Like, we're already kind of in that where I feel like Marvel needs to be careful because they might be fucking themselves up too much. But I feel like if Guardians fucks up, I think we're going to have to start thinking about saying goodbye to the MCU because it very well might be a thing if Guardians 3 is terrible or yeah, just Ke- not great. Yeah, Kevin Feige said he thinks the MCU could go for another 80 years. And I was like, nah. I'm like, nah. Uh, all things yeah. end, man. That's just how it is. All things will end. I think, end. like... It- it's not going to be good. Like, let's say if they end after Secret Wars, people aren't going to be happy, but, you know, like, a lot of times when you keep asking for more, you know, things just don't get end up good. So, if they end after Secret Wars, it's like, you know, it will be sad, because, like, alright, no more Marvel movies, but I don't want to watch, like, 80 Marvel movies. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, he said there's like... eight. Yeah, it's just, that's going to be too much, you know. It's going to be too much. I feel like... You gotta end it at some point. You could theoretically drag anything out for like 80 years. You could have done that with Breaking Bad. Yeah. But we didn't. <laughs> so, it's just one of those things where I'm hoping we end on a high note. Part of me feels like we really should have ended it after Endgame. But there's also a part of me that goes, yeah, but at least we have that whole thing leading all the way up to Endgame. You know what I mean? Like, we have the Infinity Saga. So I feel like even if things go to, like, absolute garbage, which they have not been that great lately, we at least still have that Infinity Saga. We will always remember that that Infinity Saga was perfection. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that, I guess. But yeah, I'm hoping Guardians will be better. I'm hoping Guardians is going to be, like, knocking it out of the park. I'm not going to hold my breath. But I'm going to be pretty afraid if it doesn't, like, reach, like, 9 out of 10, or at least 10 out of 10. Like, at least 9. If it doesn't reach 10 out of 10, I'm not going to be upset. But if it reaches, I want it to be, like, a 9 out of 10 level move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's James Gunn. He made some good shit before. It'll probably be good. Dude, I imagine mean... the awkwardness of Marvel having to admit that the dude in charge of DC is probably going to make their best fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, the Guardians movies have been pretty, like, perfect, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I personally like, prefer Guardians 1 over 2, but they've been... I'm the other way around. I prefer Guardians 2 over 1, but they've just been really good. And James Gunn, yeah. he he knows how to tell stories. Like, not he just does. in Marvel, like DC, Suicide Squad was really good. Peacemaker was one of my favorite shows. Like, yeah. he made, like, an obscure character. Yeah, he made an obscure James character Gunn like Peacemaker, and- like, you know, good. Amazing. And that's a, just... that's why I like Peacemaker so much because DC is so convinced that unless Harley Quinn or Batman is attached, it will not survive. And then mm-hmm. Peacemaker, who's been a D-list character since the start, was one of the best shows they ever made. It's like, bro, holy shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So here's the Guardians. Um. What are our final reviews on Ant Man? I guess is the real question. I give it a seven. I had fun. Loved Kang. Um, sets up Secret Wars, can't wait for that. And Loki, because Loki's like one of my favorite shows. I'll probably do seven. Uh, Lissa said she's doing six out of ten. Uh, it was cool saying Mobius. One. Yeah, I see Mobius. Yes. Mobius um... made the movie ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Mobius is amazing, dude. I fucking love Mobius. I'm conflicted. Um, Maybe 6.5 or 7 for me. Maybe... Probably seven. Or, eh, 6.5. Eh, fuck, I don't know. 
Six point five or seven for me. Just it was like you know, it was, area, depending yeah. On <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Like I'm really conflicted on it. But I mean, it's not. I didn't hate it, but also like I'm not gonna like defend this movie to the ends of the earth. Like no, 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 it's good. Yeah. I'm like yeah, it's good. It has problems though, but all movies have yeah. problems. Yeah, exactly. but, I'd say personally had fun. Uh, so yeah, I had fun. Like we we were laughing. We were having a good time in the movies, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, this it, one was an... kind of like it was kind of like a coke. You know, it's good while you have it, mm-hmm. but it's not the best thing to drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. I mean, I'll fun. give this one a, I'll give this one a seven if I'm being honest. Mostly just because I'll be a bit nicer to the movie because I feel like. I've seen much worse come out of the MCU, but I've also mm-hmm. seen much better come out of the MCU, and I feel like that, uh, what's it called? I feel like that Mobius cameo at the end just makes it all worth it. Um, but overall, seven. It wasn't anything terrible. The effects and visuals were not the worst. Um, the lighting was a bit off at times, but it was still pretty good. Um, oh. Characters characters were hit and miss. Kang was good at the very least, and... I felt like it did what it had to do, which was entertain. I wasn't bored, I wasn't mad, and I wasn't, like, upset, so there's that. But I feel like we could have just been a little bit better, guys. So, yeah, 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Alrighty, well, um, I don't know what our next episode is going to be, but... Well, have Julian Contreras explain all that. Okay, so, if you're listening... Well, that's not how I'm going to start this off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, we're... We've been talking about, you know, kind of not really restarting. Um, We're kind of taking, like, in the same way that James Gunn is rebooting the DC Universe, we're kind of relaunching this podcast again. Uh, We're coming out with Unite the Podcast 2.0. This is probably going to be, like, the last episode in the, like, original podcast. Um, OG Saga. The OG Saga, yes. Uh, (laughs) Um, this is the Maybe Unite the Saga. Podcast Extended Universe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> instead of just waiting for movies and stuff to come out, you know, we're just going to start talking about, like, other things, you know, like, just, like, Alyssa said, she had good ideas. Um, she said, like, story times, and uh, me and Brian were talking about just talking about, like, video games or just, like, random topics, you know, just so we can have, like, episodes out every few days. And um, we have some ideas in the works. Um some pretty good ideas. Brandon has some good ideas. Um, and if you guys have any good ideas, just uh, feel free to leave us uh, ideas. Where should we leave them, Brandon? Uh, you got Instagram, you got the podcast. You can go to our personal accounts as well because we're tagged. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's about it. So yeah, there's a lot of good things coming in the future. And uh, yeah, so... Don't worry. Uh, Brandon, you want to sign us off? I will sign us off. Uh, don't worry. After this episode, we will all reunite to make a better podcast for you guys. All right. Until next time, see ya. Peace. Peace out.